Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Oh my goodness. What's up, everybody? What's up, strangers? Sorry, it's been a while. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. This is going to be a great show, though. A little different than what we've had in the past. Got multiple people on. Um, trying to streamline things a little bit. Uh, not put so much pressure on single guys to put out single episodes. So, going to try to shoot for one a week with a couple different interviews um, from different places. And that was really the idea when I first started the podcast. But, you know, was still trying to find, you know, get my feet under me and try to figure it all out. Um, so I think it will work this time. It's not always going to be guides. We've got, you know, tournament anglers, guys I know who fish a lot and know what they're doing and can give a, a good report. You know, we are going to have the guides on still, uh, but I also don't want to take up too much of their time. So, uh, as a supplement, we're going to have, you know, guys who fish a lot, you know, guys who tournament fish, maybe at the at the BBT level or, you know, the local level, they're going to come on and, you know, we're just going to talk fishing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't really have to justify this. This is just what is happening and what is going to happen. Uh, but man, I'm glad to be back on. We've got some great people on. Uh, we've got Nick Cloutier, Wild West, Apex, Tournament Angler, always great. Uh, our 15, 20 minute interview turned into a 40 he, you know, laid it all out, what's going on up at Clear Lake and the tournament this last weekend, and also talked a little bit about the Apex and Almanor, which is a lake that, I mean, obviously it's not a current report, but just kind of how he fished it and uh, and figured out the whole Apex thing. Um, really good interview. Uh, we've got Lawrence Rios, who, if you're not, if you're not up on like memes and things on Instagram, like he's the dude. He's also a hell of a striper fisherman, no slouch when it comes to Delta bass, and the guy can run a, a spray gun pretty well. So we're going to talk to him about bass fishing on the Delta and uh, some cool new things he's got going on uh, painting his baits. So, And then last but surely not least, our man Ryan Cook. We're going to talk about the mother load. That's what we got going on. Hope you guys enjoy it. As usual, and we're I think we're over 900 uh, Instagram followers. So, as the thing is, once you get to a thousand, you do a giveaway. So we'll be doing a giveaway when we get to a thousand. So if you can share it around, get people to follow. We hit a thousand. What well, we might we're like socially legit uh, on the on the social media uh, sphere. I think that's it. As usual, rated on iTunes and all that stuff. Here we go. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. Gator don't play no shit. You, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Come, children, let me tell you a tale about ships and whales all right after a lot of back and forth mostly my fault lawrence rios is with us lawrence thank you for coming on brother 
Yeah, for sure. No, it's uh, been a little bit in the making, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> cool to be on one. This is my first deal. So yeah. Well, I mean, we've been talking. We've been talking on uh, on Instagram, social media since I started these things, and um, you know, you you've got like you've got like seriously my favorite my favorite Instagram when it comes to California fishermen. Your your meme game is so strong, and <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you guys don't follow this dude, it's at Rio Rio's fishes, and. Dude, just solid. And I think what what it's funny right before we got here, it's like we were going back and forth like it was like a first date or something, but like where <laughs> where, where I really fell in love, Rios, was was the was the the trout the the trout memes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> people people either they either hit me up laughing their asses off there or they just unfollow me <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> the the memes it's like and a lot of people they think like they hit me up like oh damn you must really hate trout fishermen or you really must hate fly fishermen it's like no dude i just think that shit's hella funny like um i i don't hate anybody you know no and uh but yeah it's uh i don't know i just the whole instagram thing like i started it i don't know i think maybe like two years ago um because i was super against social media i just i thought it was lame yeah, um yeah and uh i started one like i said i think it's been about two years since i've had it and um and so i don't know for me it's like i just post what i don't know what i think be it like as far as my feed and all that stuff is just you know videos pictures or whatever you know the cast of catches i just like doing them because i think like some dudes you know, they like watching them. Like they think the shit's cool. Um, and the stories, like, I don't know. I just got, I just, I like posting funny shit. Cause I like to laugh. Like I'm a pretty, you know, easy going dude. And like, I like seeing funny stuff. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I don't know that's just how it is. And then it's, it's, you're not the first, but it's like, I've had dudes even like, you should start a meme page. And he's, I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not doing all that. Like Your, your page I, is kind of a meme page. <laughs> It's, <laughs> yeah, <the> stories. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just you know, it's like in fishing, you know, dudes can take this shit way too serious. Um, yeah. I feel yeah, for sure. And I I think you got to have fun, and if you're not, then you're doing this for the wrong reasons. You know. Absolutely, man. I could I could not have said that better myself. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think the the one that got me was the. Uh, the guy who's fly fishing, it, holding hands to the pocket for that whole thing, <laughs> and like for the stock for the stock trout, like oh like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, dude, I like I've I've been in a float tube in a stocked lake, like doing that, like as a kid, you know, like yeah. Well, th- and there's a reason why I don't, and and I because if anybody who's listening to this podcast knows, and I've told you this, like I I got really big into fly fishing in in college and right. i worked at an outdoor shop that had a fly and i had bass fish at the same time but that was kind of like right. my thing you know and and but i think at a certain point you can only fish for like planted trout period whether they be trophy trout or for so long and then it, you start right. you kind of start to feel like this is a rigged game against the trout right it's a rigged game against right. the trout. Like I felt, I felt started right. feeling bad. Right. Like this isn't right, and and I, I wasn't getting a whole lot of satisfaction 
from it. So, mm-hmm. so like I, yeah. not only did like when I see those memes, I like I I laughed, but like I felt bad for my like like it made me like feel bad about myself a little bit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I apologize because that no, wasn't no. my intention. <laughs> no, it's 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 funny, dude, and like yeah, I kind of go off on a tangent there. But yeah, if you follow him for the for the fishing stuff. And we'll get into that, but like the meme game yeah. is strong. So <laughs> thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, I always I always post that uh, that that one thing. Uh, it's that one. I don't know. It was some meme. It's like one of those when you have like twenty pro staffs with ten percent off. The dude's like, it ain't much, but it's honest work. Yeah. Like I'll see that half the time when I'm at work, I'm looking on YouTube or. Um, I'm looking at meme pages, looking at, or finding funny shit to post like half the time when I'm at work, when I should be working, but, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you do great. You do great meme work. And on top of that, um, you, I mean, the thing with, with you is like you, one week you'll post like a 30 inch striper. And then the next mm-hmm. week, like you're catching like five, six pound large mouth mm-hmm. like you you're like uh you'll take all you're like all comers like you're yeah, not a discriminatory like stick the- like you're out there on the delta and you don't care man you're out there to catch them whether they be stripes or or back yeah yeah and it's just i don't know i've it, you know when i started i guess seriously fishing um was when i got my first boat um that'd be i don't know a couple years ago um, and I started hitting the, cause prior to that, you know, I'd be going with buddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started hitting the Delta, uh, and more so just getting prior to that, you know, I was, I would bank fish with, you know, uh, soaking bait for stripers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually started fishing for them with, um, with artificials like I used to smoke them on spinnerbaits and i'd go out there per- purposely with a spinnerbait and dudes would be like why the hell are you throwing that for striper and you know thinking like that's a bass lure or that's you know too small or you should be using a big glide bait or big you know whatever this and this and um it was just fun but then that did turn into glide bait fishing and top water and all that kind of stuff and now um that's pretty much all I throw. Like I throw big baits because of, you know, one day of doing it, um, up North, uh, this is, uh, talking like Calusa, like North, North. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went on a, a guide trip with, a, uh, Sean, uh, Anderson. Um, he guides up there and he ended up becoming a buddy and we fish all the time now. Um, but at the time, that was my first day throwing a 10 inch glide. Um, and it was actually a, a dock rat, uh, one of his, uh, 10 inch trouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what kind of turned me like that exact day, uh, is what got me. So I guess dedicated to throwing big baits for the striper. Um, yep. and half the time, I mean, I'm throwing a, uh, anywhere from a 10 to 14 inch glide and I'm, you know, you're getting, like 20 inch fish or 30 inch fish or whatever, you know, they're just aggressive fish. And I think that's what makes them so fun to fish for. Um, because they're not, they're not as 
hard to convince to eat it like a bass is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think at least, like, when it comes to bass and glide baits, I'm slowly getting a little bit better um, as far as, like, building confidence with them. But, like, if we go striper fishing, I'll throw a glide, you know, 8 to 12 hours a day and maybe get one bite. But it's because I know, you know, what it's done prior to that. You know, I've stuck 30, 40-pound striper, um, you know, and they eat it. And when they eat it, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's that in top water. It's hard. It's hard to kind of decide which ones, you know, I can't say more fun, but which one's more of a addicting bite. Um, but yeah, so it's like you go to the Delta, you can do all of it. I mean, you can chase big striper and there's giants up here, you know, 40, 50 pound striper. Um, and then there's, you know, keener bass. It's, it's kind of the Delta has everything that for me, at least the way, you know, when I go out to fish, I'm just out to catch fish. I'm not out to, to, um, compete against anybody. I'm not out to prove anything to anybody. I just want to catch fish for myself. You know, I just want to have fun. Um, well that's, and, and I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's kind of what like for me sets you apart in a lot of ways from a lot of the, you know, just from what I see on Instagram, there's guys that are, and sometimes I'll go out on the Delta and it's like, I'm just going for, for a bass. Like I just want right. to, I'm focused on those large mouth and that's what I want. Right. But there'll be days I go out there and I'll catch striper and I'm, I'm not pissed. <laughs> right. You know, if, right. if I mess up and I catch a five pound striper, four or five pound striper, I'm, I'm like stoked. Like, like yeah. so yeah, I just liked it. Like, you embrace that though, and but there's days you'll, you like you were out there yesterday morning, you're punching. Obviously, you're not punching for striper. You're out there, catching. no. But while you're out yeah. there though, like you're taking adv- full advantage of a fishery that a lot of people around the whole country would envy. You know, right. and you take it to right. you. Like I, I think I do. I really do respect you because you, you, you take full advantage like i said of the whole fishery and what's there yeah yeah i just i i think it's you know we're lucky where we're at you know as far as we're well in general but where i live right now i'm in elk grove so i'm kind of in the middle of everything i can go to the lakes i can go to clear lake go to berryessa go to comanche Mm -hmm. you know all this stuff and the delta is 30 minutes away from me um and it's hard for me to go to anywhere else sometimes in the delta because because of that you know i can chase striper in the morning which is like that's kind of my routine unless i go with a buddy that is just bass fishing like we'll just go hammer bass all day long but um when i take my buddies that do both striper and bass with me we'll usually hammer striper first light you know like 5 a.m to maybe 6 or 6 30 once the sun comes up mm-hmm. and then we'll go, then we'll go hammer largemouth um or we'll go you know, up in the rivers a little more north and go chase smallmouth and spots because we have all of them in here. Not yeah, everybody knows that, or not everybody just puts in the time to find them. But we have normal smallmouth, we have spots, um, we have northern strain largemouth, and we have Floridas, mm-hmm. um, and they're all in there. So it's like you can go up there and have a day, dude. I mean, you can catch you know all four species and then some. You know, if you just put in the time to search, you know, and find your areas and, you know, find your slews that hold them and find, you know, the, 
whatever they're, you know, glued to that day. But, um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to bass fishing, like I love, um, I guess you call it power fishing, um, but like punching, flipping frog, um, you know, spinnerbaits, blades. Like I just like reaction, you know, making them eat something. Um, and so it's like, yeah, when I go out there, I may have, you know, 10 or 15 rods on my boat. I'll have a bunch of glide baits, top water for striper. I'll have my punch rod, my spinnerbait. Like I love throwing a spinnerbait. Um, and just kind of do it all. Cause you can, that's, I feel like this is one place you can do that is the Delta, you know? Um, but yeah. No, and, and, and I mean, you kill it, you catch a lot of good fish and what's your, what's your PB striper? Um, that was the last one I caught was, it was just over 40 pounds and it was 44 inches. Um, I've got three at 44 inch and they're all different weights. Um, that was the heaviest one. That was, I, I caught that one. I think that was Feb January, maybe I can't remember now. Um, but it was earlier this year. Um, that was 40 pounds, um, just a little over. And then I had another one at I think 37 or 38 pounds and then one as low as 30 pounds. So they fluctuate so much, um, depending on the season, or I mean, not season, but the time of the year. Um, and just how much that one's been eating. You know, when I caught that one, that last one, the last big one, um, the heavy one, that was during the, uh, smolt run. So they're loaded. I mean, he had like five pounds, five pounds of smolt in his belly. Dude. I mean, like when I hooked into that, like, so, um, when we, when we saw that fish, it, it busted some bait on the shore, um, and turned around, um, that was on that, uh, the 316 workhorse, um, through that. And I'd say maybe 10 or 15 yards from the boat, it eats. Right. And I see it um, as soon as it eats it. And, starts thrashing the water there and just goes down and it shoots down probably, I don't know, 15, 15 to 18 feet to the bottom and just stays down there. And I thought I was snagged. Um, like I thought it dug me into a tree and it's just down there. Like you can't do anything like trying to pull 40 pounds up from the bottom. Like it's not going to happen. You're just, you're just sitting there just waiting. Like, all right, I'm going to let this thing, you know, tire out and striper, you know, they're strong, they're aggressive fish. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what, what gets me throwing, you know, you'll be out there all day. I mean, sun up to sundown, you know, throwing glide baits and because you have that chance of a 30 to, you know, 50 pound striper out here. And, you know, people like in the East coast, they're a lot more um, frequent. There's a lot bigger fish out there, oh, yeah. but we have them out here. You know, we have them here. It's just a matter of finding them. They're just harder to find. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they're, so, they're, they're transplants. So, I mean, you go somewhere like, you know, New Jersey, New York, anywhere like that where they're mm-hmm. from. I mean, of course there's going to be more of them because that's their natural range. And here, yeah. I even talked to guys who like used to fish the canals are like, they're not as prevalent as they used to be. There's not as right. many right. as there used to be. They're still right. here. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they've made a home here in the Delta. And yeah. Like, so they're not, no, they're not for going sure. anywhere. And just like I've talked to a lot of people when you fish the Delta, you got the sea lions in there. I mean, they're, they they mm-hmm. really like the striper. 
So they're yeah, they're, they tear them up. They have a they have a hard time out here. You know, between this, I mean, so do the bass, right? Yeah. But the striper, you know, the sea lions are tearing them up. Then you have guys that they keep everything that that they see, or you know, they keep over their limit, or they keep big breeders. And um, I try not to get into any of that stuff because it can get like way you know yeah. political and you know super just blot you know just drama um but it is i see it you know the, the only thing i've ever told anybody like any of my buddies um that want to go fish with me they're like they'll see a big fish like you don't want to go i'm like all right i'll take you but if we catch something you know over you know like 34 36 inch something basically anything under 28 inches is healthy for you to eat and it's healthy for the striper theirself, you know, mm-hmm. to maintain. Yeah. Um, anything over that, most of the time they're females. Those are the ones that breed. Those are the ones that, you know, obviously populate. Um, and then the big, big ones, it's like just, you know, catch them, fight them, take a picture, you know, and put them back. Like it's just kind of respect, you know. Um, that's just a big fish. You convinced it to eat it. You had fun. Like you don't got to kill it. Um, just, you know let it go on its way and you know catch it another day let somebody else do it absolutely you know it's a i think i think it does come down to a respect thing right if i'm if if you're catching two pounders and you want to go make some tacos yeah no problem right go for it dude yeah Yeah. hell yeah so yeah aside from that you just uh you fished a windy wednesday night or yesterday um yeah how'd you do there was i i actually saw a post about the way I think the winning weight was like what, like twenty four pounds or something like that, twenty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that uh, those dudes, uh, Jack and Zach, won it. Um, those dudes are sticks. Um, but yeah, I mean the Wednesday nighter. It's I've only done a couple of them, um, but they're fun. You know, I, I went out with my buddy uh, Mark. He's actually uh, pre fishing for uh, BBT. I um, mean, he has this weekend. Is it so Mar- Mark Kobe. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Right on. Yeah. So we went out. Um, and it's funny because we were we were driving to uh, Lads. That's where it's out of. It's uh, in Stockton, out of Lads. And um, uh, we were driving. We're almost to Walnut Grove. And me and him both fish an area of the Delta where not a lot of people do. Um, and we're both kind of like, do you really want to do this tournament? Cause it's just at this point, we're just doing it for fun. You know, like I don't get out to that side of the Delta a whole lot, like the central. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, at the Stockton or other areas. Um, and we're both kind of just like, you want to just go where we normally go and just go tear them up. Cause it's like, we can have fun. Um, but anyways, we ended up going and we maybe had 14, 15 pounds at the most. Um, and those Wednesday nighters, I mean, it's a Delta, right? You see the numbers. I mean, majority of the time it's 20, like high 20, you know, pound bags. Yep. If you're going to cut a check. Um, so it's like, if you don't have at least 17 or 18, like in my opinion, I'm not going to show up to the scale because you're most likely you're going to be out of the money. Um, but, uh, yesterday, I mean, they paid down, I think into like 17, maybe. Um, okay. but it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun deal to do. You know, it's like, it's on a Wednesday, you know, they start taking money at three. Um, it goes to about nine. I think Wayne was at nine Oh five. Um, and it's a shorter tournament, but it's kind of that 
that money time. You know, it's, it's the evening once the sun gets low. Um, I mean, we're smoking them on frogs, um, buzz baits, punching chatter baits. Um, Mark was throwing a, uh, uh, soft swim bait and nailing them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the Delta right now. It's kind of fishing. It's good. I mean, you can get them on whatever you want, really. Um, between chatter baits, punching frogs, um, a variety of it and you know they're eating it um and there's big fish being caught i think uh tim uh meeks i think he got big fish is like a seven seven fifty or something like that um but yeah it's just the wednesday nights are a good time it's a good way to kind of dip your feet in the local you know smaller tournaments um yeah if you're not trying to do if you're not doing the bbt or you know any of the other circuits um and i just do it here and there like i said it's I like fishing for myself. Um, I just like going, I just like catching fish. Like that's it. So it's like, I don't really have that, that need to compete against everybody else, but I'll do it for fun. You know, um, like I think me and you, we fished that, uh, I think, uh, you did that, uh, BBT at, uh, Don Pedro. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's the last one I've done as far as like an actual, you know, circuit. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I've, like I said, I've done it before and it's a lot of, it's a lot of time invested in practice. And, you know, me and my buddy, I did it with, um, he was up there for like two weekends straight. He was on a bunch of fish on a pattern. We went up the day before we're nailing them and then come tournament day, like clockwork, it's boom, fish are gone. Right. And so it's like, it's a lot of money invested it's, for yeah. something I'm just yeah. doing as a hobby. You know, it's like, I'm not tournament fishing to become anything, you know, like serious as I just do it for fun. So at that point, when it starts for me, at least when it starts to feel like I'm not having fun or I'm getting frustrated fishing, um, I'll just take a break, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, you're a new daddy, right? Congratulations. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. 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 Little man's going to be, uh, two months old this, uh, Saturday. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. And, I hear you. And I, you know, it was one of those things I have about for a couple of years and wanted to get into to fishing some tournaments. And yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Like I, I enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's fun. It's like a whole different, it's a whole different thing. It's not right. You know, it adds a whole new dimension and you, I think you really have to be passionate about that kind of fishing in order to, to, to do it, you know? And yeah, yeah i'm gonna keep fishing tournaments and like but i don't i like i like you said it's like there's a lot of things you can do and i can be there the weekend before and then go show up and then like you said it's just completely different bite and and like go it went from a drop shot jig bite to a spinner bait crank bait like you never know right and right it's still fun right like i and you meet cool people and and it is but like I think from where you're sitting though, is you find, I think from what I've seen, you probably get a lot of satisfaction from you're painting your own baits. Like you're, you're out there like searching things out and you're painting your own bait. So let's kind of switch into that and talk about, it's something you do. I I just saw a post from, from G rat today where Mm -hmm. you've got, you know, they're going to use one of your patterns for, for one of their new baits. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um 
the whole bait painting thing, um, that started maybe like a year or so ago. I just, I had, I had found a bunch of blanks or something. I was like, it'd be kind of cool to paint my own baits or, you know, paint whatever style I think, whatever colors I feel like would work. Um, and that just kind of progressed. Um, and I've always been, I guess, just like a do it yourself. Like if I can do it, I'm going to do it instead of paying somebody to do it. Um, and so it's like the airbrushing, building a rigs, um, spinner baits, little things like that. I just like tinkering on stuff. Um, and like having little hobbies, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, the painting thing, um, I've always talked to Garrett, uh, from G rat, um, ever since I started throwing his baits, I've like that one sneaky Pete that I gave away, um, that color that, that I call bait fish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to me, they're just, I just did it because I thought it'd mimic a shiner, um, a hitch kind of Absolutely. just your yeah. general bait fish, right. in the Delta clear lakes, wherever you go, I felt like that would produce. Um, and the actual one, the first one I painted is hanging on my wall. I finally retired it cause it's so beat up and trash. I'm like, and I've caught my, not my PB striper in general, but in the Delta, um, which was, I think, 43 inches. Um, I caught it on that Damn. one. and But numerous, I mean, I don't know how many striper and bass I've caught on that one single color, um, Sneaky Pete. So anyways, me and uh, Garrett had always talked, um, and he hit me up uh, a couple months ago and was like, hey, um, I really like the, the baits that you paint. I've seen all the stuff you paint for yourself. Um, how would you feel about doing some uh, template paints for us? And because we're trying to simplify, you know, what we're doing and our patterns and our colors that we offer. Um, and I just like the way you like your style paint. Um, and I want to work on a bluegill and a couple other ones that I won't talk about until he actually yeah, um, yeah. puts them out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think it's like that first post I saw today. That was the first I've uh, seen of it. Um, and it's, it's definitely cool. I mean, like knowing that at some point, you know, here shortly, that paint that I did is going to be a production bait. That's, um, and, it's more than cool, Rios. That's rad as hell, dude. That's so right, rad. right. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. I'm just, it's so cool. I, I've always got uh, I've always been a humble person or tried to be. So it's like, well, I won't, just, I won't be. That's, it's that's rad. Yeah. <laughs> it's super. Rad. Yeah. I, I, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's cool. It's, it's, and, uh, uh, to see it actually getting bit, you know, I actually painted, um, I gave him one of mine of a, of a, well, his, what he asked for kind of like a special color, um, for his, tournament up at clear lake uh garrett from g rat uh, the owner um i forget how the circuit he was off as wild west or what it was but it's a big circuit and um, i painted him one or i gave him one i was like here throw this see if it works and during that tournament i think he stuck a nine and an eight on it oh. um and i'm just like hell yeah you know it's like it's just it's cool you know seeing people get bit on something that you feel will work you know especially a color that you think um, because it's not offered, right? They, I mean, they're going to do something now with all these other little patterns and colors that, um, that I feel like work and hopefully they do for other people. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I, but yeah, it's it's cool. It was definitely cool to see today. Yeah, and that's and that what's been really cool too is like, you know, you've taken the time. You, you're a busy guy, and I'm just like sending you yeah. some because I just started getting into into painting baits. Like I I tied flies in college, like because I was that meme guy. Uh, fishing yeah, for yeah, a trout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so now, like it, it's, it, I think it's like that progression, right? Right. You start right. fishing, and then if you are like like the same like I'm the same kind of way like I'm I'm a tinker I like to do different hobbies my wife's like you always have a new hobby you always have something else you right know? like fishing's always been something that's always been there but like I have all like I'll, I'll try all kinds of stuff it's like we're only here once yeah like right. you gotta try yeah. stuff right so yep but I started doing this and and you know just throwing things by you and then you give me tons of good feedback and I really mm-hmm. appreciate that because getting into this stuff and there's there's a lot to learn and you can really mess yeah. a lot of things up and so the one thing i would and i have not touched any big baits i've everything i've painted mm-hmm. is like a dollar or less <laughs> like i'm not right. gonna because right. you're gonna you're gonna mess up so many things right right mm-hmm. i mean can you talk a little bit about like that that learning curve if people are out there like trying to learn how to paint their own baits and things like that like i mean um, you said you only done it you, you haven't been doing it for a, a long long time but you're no. Obviously, you've got no, you've maybe, got some skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I mean, it is definitely like a little bit of like have some sort of maybe artistic something in you, I guess. Yeah. You know, like anything like that. Um, but like as a obviously a kid, teenager, and all that stuff, I I'd always draw. I'd always draw. You know, uh, cartoons or whatever it was, whatever little like Ninja Turtles or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad's actually a really, really good, um, painter, watercolors, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I probably get, I probably get, you know, most of this from him, but, um, yeah, it's just airbrushing. I feel like is just, it's time, you know, with the gun, um, it's time learning, you know, most of the stuff. Um, I think the only two people I've ever really asked when I first started getting into it was, for any kind of tips or info was, um, my buddy, Mike, um, on Instagram, his, his name is, uh, angler warfare. Um, he actually makes glide baits. He paints and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Rick from, uh, Rick's custom baits. He's out, of uh, he lives on, uh, Comanche. Okay. Um, and he paints, um, and those two, uh, guys in general, the only ones that would really, cause painting, you know, there's guys that do this for a living and they won't tell you a, a dime, you know, they won't, tell yeah. you, they won't, you know, not even uh, for, cause they see you as competition. Right. Um, whereas like I was just doing this for myself just to save a few bucks or just to make my own custom patterns that nobody else had. Um, and then I would, most of the time I just post it on my story cause I'm just bored. Right. Um, and then I had dudes hitting me up like, Oh dude, that's sick. Can you repaint mine? Can you repaint mine? Can you do this, do that? Um, and that's kind of how it, you know, how all that started. But as far as the actual learning, you know, colors and fading and, um, you know, templates and stuff like that, it's, it's just time, you know, half the time you can go to arts and crafts store and just go look, just go look at the mesh, go look at netting. Um, yeah go get, you know, materials that you can cut out, you know, like your, uh, bluegill, like the, you know, the, the stripes, find something you can cut it out. And 
it makes it simpler for yourself in the long run. I used to do everything freehand um, with my trouts, with whatever. I would sit there with that gun, with the airbrush gun, and do each little dot. And half the time you mess up because trying to get a fine little dot with the airbrush gun is not easy. Um, and not getting it to blow out. Um, and, and I'm but, the, dude, it's, it's crazy you say that. Cause after like 10, after about 10 spinner bait mm-hmm. heads and mm-hmm. like two jerk baits, and I started looking mm-hmm. at some things and I'm like, okay, well I need to have this thing. So I started like right. cutting things out. I'm like, well, I need an exacto knife now. Like a lot of people right. don't think about like the templates that you need in order to do this. Yep. And you and yeah. like you can watch tons of YouTube videos. I didn't watch any of them. Like I, didn't, yeah. I was like, I was like, you know what? Like I could watch a bunch of YouTube videos, and then I'm just gonna end up painting exactly like that guy. Yeah, I would rather. But it kind of takes the fun out of it, right? It does. I'd rather, it, 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 that, and I would say ahead. to anybody, yes, if you want to be more astute really quickly and make really cool shit like right off the bat, sure, go watch right. some YouTube videos. I yeah. I think I watched a couple that were just on like mixing paint, <laughs> so I can mm-hmm. do that correctly, right? But I mean, I think there's right. a lot to be said about like figuring it out and like learning it and like having fun with it. So like when I hit right. you up, it was like, "What do you think about this?" And you're like, "Well, you should probably do you know use like use more reducer. Like there's lots of things you can do." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's super fulfilling to like. And I think maybe that's, do you think that's maybe why you're not as into the whole like tournament fishing thing? Cause you, you like to create your own stuff and you just fish for yourself. Pretty much. I mean, it's with the whole painting thing. It's for me, at least it's, it's like fishing, right? It's if somebody hands you, you know, their waypoint coordinates, right? Yeah. It's like, here, go here, go catch a fish. Absolutely. It's like, Okay, cool. I caught a fish that you told me it would be right there. Like that's kind of lame, right? Or they hand you a um, rod, or they hand you a rod that's already right, rigged up. Exactly. Like here, like, here yeah. yeah, it's like you don't want to be spoon fed because there's there's no achievement in that, I guess, and there's no yep. you know like you don't feel like you got anything out of it. Um, so like painting, yeah. I mean, like I said, aside from me asking um, Mike or Rick, like, hey, what what gun do you use, or what, what kind of gun is a good gun that I want to invest in? just cause I didn't want to buy junk. I don't want to buy anything twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aside from that and maybe like, Hey, what's some decent paints to start with? Um, you, you can sit on YouTube all day long and look at airbrushing videos, but half the time you're watching something for an hour, dude, I'm very impatient. Like I can't sit there and watch anything for that long to try to yeah. learn. Yeah, I like <laughs> I just want to do it. Just give me a basic rundown or don't, I'll just figure it out on my own. Um, so it's like, my advice is if you're going to airbrush is just sit there by yourself for, you know, a couple weeks at, in your free time and just mix up paint, see how they spray, try to fade, you know, try to look at how to blend colors. And, um, and then the way I started painting the way I still paint is I look at pictures of real fish. I just Google, um, a Delta bluegill or a Delta shiner or, um, a squaw fish or whatever it is. And most of the time, anything that I paint, I'm trying to paint it just like what the fish looks like, not what somebody else painted, not what somebody else's idea of that fish is. Um, and I, because I think that happens a lot, um, with 
other painters, you hear them talking trash about each other and this and because I don't consider myself a painter. Like I just paint shit. <laughs> I mean, I paint my own bait. I paint stuff as some gas, you know, somebody hits me up, but I don't advertise about it. I don't say I'm this. I don't say I'm that. Like people just know that I paint in my free time. Um, and that's, that's about as far as that's going to go. So, but if you see dudes that are on Instagram that are known just for painting, I mean, they fish obviously, but that's their side hustle is painting. You know, they're talking trash about everybody else. Oh, he copied this or he copied that. And it's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not here for all that drama. Um, well, you know, just, just try to be original and, and do what I feel like looks good to me. You know, what mimics a fish as good as I can get it. That's what I'm shooting for every time I try to paint something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, that's, and you do a good job. <laughs> Your stuff looks Thank really you. good, man. <laughs> I mean, and you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I reach out to you and it's like, hey, what does this look like? It looks like trash. Keep going. Right. <laughs> and, and that, and that's, no, that's I good. Like, no, I mean, I, I think that's, that's what you need really. I mean, that you're not going to yeah. do this overnight. It's not, you're not going right. to be good overnight. Nothing right. worth doing is, is good overnight. No, or else no. everyone would and, do it and it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see, sometimes I look at stuff that I posted like a year ago when I started or something. And I'm like, damn, I really like painted that and thought that looked good. You know, it's like embarrassing, <laughs> <laughs> but the shit, yeah, it's just starting. It's progression. Like, you can't be good at something the first try, right? So, um, like I said, just painting like anything, fishing, dude. You, you're constantly learning. Painting is the same thing. Learn different paints. You learn different clear coats, um, different primers, different templates, different mesh material, whatever. Like, it's all just learning and spending time mm -hmm. doing it. Uh, and that's and, where, and that's where the, the real, like, gratification comes in. It's what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sure. that's it, why like, you should be doing it. You should be doing it. I know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, and I'm not. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like anybody who's out there, yeah. like thinking about like, oh, I'm gonna become like this awesome bait painter. No, because I think there's yeah, a lot of people out there that that think that like that's a thing. Like they, it is. Yeah, and it and I see it a lot. Like you'll see dudes that'll just pick a air pick up an airbrush gun for like a month, right? And they'll spray something. You're like, ooh. Jesus Christ, like, what is that? And, oh, I'm, I'm taking orders or I'm doing this, like, dude, chill. Like, you're you're not going to pay off your mortgage and, you know, in a year painting little crankbaits. Like, just take your time. Get good. And if you're going to do it like that, if you're going to do a business or do a little, you know, side deal of painting baits, like, spend time and, and get feedback before you put it out there because there are dudes that are going to judge you, right? Because there are good painters and they're going to look at it and they're going to hurt your feelings. You're going to, you know, if yeah. you're, put your, you better be ready. You're going to put, you're going to get judged. Like you're yeah. going to get judged hard. Yep. Like hard. Yep. And that's something you should be fully prepared for. You know, if you're going to advertise yourself as selling something or painting something or things like that. And, um, even now, like I turned down a lot of people, asking for repaints because me personally um i don't like um i don't like sanding down and repriming and painting over something that already has a huge layer of paint because i feel like it changes the way the bait 
swims Mm -hmm. um, sometimes. And two, it's like I judge myself harder than than they are, you know. And it's like if I paint something, I'm just like, dude, I don't know if they're going to like it. I don't know this and this. It's just it gets too hectic. So it's like half the time if I spray these blanks um, and I put them on my story just because I just like sharing stuff. If somebody's like, dude, you know, could you repaint me that one? I was like, I'll just sell you this one, dude. Like, if you like it, it's already done. I'll sell it to you for a couple bucks, you know, if you really want it. Um, but it's easier for me to do that than actually repaint things because then it it's like anything, right? It Once somebody hires you to do something, now it's a job. Now it's in the back of your mind the yeah. whole time when you're yeah. when who knows what else. And now I feel like I'm obligated to get it done now, like fast. And I just, I hate feeling pressured or under the gun for stuff. Um, and even more so now, I just, I don't have a lot of time. You know, I got the little guy um, now and I try to fish when I can um, and in between work and all the other stuff, it just, it becomes too much of an obligation, you know? Um, but yeah. Well, man, dude, I, I just really appreciate you coming on. Like, and I'm sorry it took so long. Like this is, yeah. I mean, it was. It, no. I mean, yeah, dude, it was great. It was great having you. And and can you? And this is your time now. Uh, if you got any sponsors or anything, let people know what the deal is. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. Like I said, I, I, I appreciate it, dude. I was really humbled um, when you asked, just because, like, like I said, I consider myself just any Joe Blow fisherman, dude. I just, I fish for fun. I fish the Delta. I fish whatever. And I just like catching fish. Yeah. Um, so being asked to be on a podcast, you know, like that was cool, you know. Well, if you do it um, well, man, of course I got to have you on and you do it well. So there yeah, you go. I, <laughs> I try. I try. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only people I really work with um, is Irod, um, and that's as of recent. Um, and aside from a couple other ones, you know, your Wu Tungsten and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I just, that, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. Right on, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I hope, I hope we can do it again, you know, maybe once a month or something. Come on tell us how yeah. you're doing, how you're fishing, what the deal is. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like I've told people here, it's like trying to just, keep it a little bit laid back and, and everything we talked about today was awesome. I mean, like if you, if you can't get anything out of this about fishing or baits or anything like that, I don't, well, I don't know what you're listening to this for. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I definitely like it. It's more of a, it's uh it's not so, you know, like some of the other podcasts I've heard basically. Um, this is a very easy one to do. Um, and just feel like you're just talking to a buddy, you know, talking shop, you know, about fishing or whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's why I've, me personally, that's why I like listening to the podcast um, and why I've sent your podcast to other buddies, just like, like right out of the gate, the intro, right? The first time I heard that, I started laughing my ass off because me and dudes at work, <laughs> like we, we say that, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll uh, repeat that intro just jokingly talking, you know. Um, so I thought it was cool. It was very down to earth. Like your average dude that fishes, like I feel like would appreciate these podcasts. Well, I, I appreciate that very much, man. And, uh, that's good. Yeah. That was kind of the point, you know, just make it simple, easy. Um, like you said, like I'm, I'm not beholden to anybody here. I don't, I don't have any sponsors. I don't have any, I'm not making any money off this, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just fun to talk to people. And then the more I've done it, I've found, 
I could meet people like you and and uh, mm-hmm. just get more in tune with the California fishing community, the bass fishing community right. especially. And that right mm-hmm. there is payment enough, you know. Like I have right. a job, like I'm fine, <laughs> you know. Like, but yeah. this is the right. this is the extra stuff, you know, that like really makes yeah. life worth it, right? You know, like fishing and talking to yeah. people about fishing, and this is things we're passionate about. So I mean, it's great having yeah. someone like you on that's passionate about not only fishing but like making baits, and it's cool to see like you rewarded. You know, and like, right. That's going to be so cool to see that. Yeah. I mean, for you, it's going to be cool to see those baits that you painted like templates. Like, I'm buying those baits. You know, that's, so, right. that's super cool, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be, be different when you see them on a shelf. You know, like, holy shit, dude. Absolutely. Like, that's yeah. something I painted that got replicated. Like, that, that's, that's cool. So, yeah. All right, man. I'll let well, you yeah, get, no, I, I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to it. Uh, Take care of the fam. Thanks for thanks for coming on again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, see you. Thank you, Senor Rios. Awesome dude. It was really cool to have him on because followed him for a long time on the gram, and uh, his his memes really are what are what got me. He had me at his memes. Um, but as you can see, like he knows his stuff. So uh, happy to have him on, and, and hopefully we can do more of that in the future. Next up, Ryan Cook, Motherload. Let's go. Let us do the damn thing. Um, Let's get her started. We got to go to Target. Yes. Okay, ready, and we're started. Hi, Ryan. We're started. We're started. What's up, Joel? What's up, Diana? I just took her off speakerphone. Hold on. Said, What's up, Diana? <laughs> Hi, Joel. Oh, look, there she is. Wow, that would that over here. Zig, that would have went so. That would have went so smooth, you know. See, and then the other day, Ryan and I were both zigging at the same time. It was awesome. Yeah, but yeah. not so much because one of us needed to zig and the other needed to zag. Well, and sometimes I zag and she zigs, and sometimes she zigs and I zig. You never know. Sometimes a double zig can be the deal. And what we're talking about here, folks, um, the the zigging and the zagging is is Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. We got these two crazy kids having their own little show. Tell them about it, Ryan. Yeah, we're doing a a Wednesday. What are we calling it, babe? A weekly Wednesday nighter or Wednesday night fishing, whatever you want to call it. Midweek Bass and Wednesday Night Live, Facebook, on my Facebook, 7 o'clock. We're just hanging out, talking fishing, kind of like me and you do on the Bass Report. Um, Diana and I, she's taking the questions. She's feeding them to me. I'm doing my best to answer them. If I can't answer them, if they're over the top of my head, then she answers them, of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we're going to pick a topic every week. Last week, we had Corey on. We talked topwater fishing. This week, we're going to talk um summertime bassin in the motherload which a good buddy of mine suggested yeah yeah i mean that's it's a great topic considering um summer's coming up uh but not only for that very obvious reason but um it's tough man the summer bike can really kick you in the butt if you're not right prepared. in the old boy in the old boy sack um you know what? And but summer's all over the place. I mean, we have some great days. We have some tough days. On the tough days, 
a lot of people struggle on what to do. They just keep running the bank. You know, they keep doing the same stuff they've been doing all spring and early summer. And eventually that quits working, um, periods throughout the day and, and days throughout the week. And there's a lot of stuff you can do, you know, to, to put the odds in your favor, you know, I mean, whether it's going to be a tough day or not, like yeah. today I was out at Maloney's and we've had a pretty good bite up there and we caught them pretty good today, but we had to adjust. We had to, um, at times we had to get kind of offshore fish, deeper water, suspended fish, throw, throw fall baits, you know, and, and get them to pick it up on the fall or follow it down to the bottom. And, and, and we had to do it real slow and methodically. Once we figured it out, we caught them, the wind helped, but, uh, I mean, a, a lot of people would not have got clued into that. They would have just kept running the bank shallow. And if we would have done that, we would have probably put three or four fish in the boat all day today, you know? Yeah. So, there's so there a lot of stuff you can do. Sorry. I, I zigged. No, you go ahead and zag, and I'll wait to zig. No, I was going to say, just so so everybody knows, yes, yeah, 7 o'clock tomorrow, I can hear more about it, and you can ask your questions live, which I think is really cool as well. So, Yeah, and we, I mean, last week, I think we got every single question answered. We had, I don't know. There was maybe three or four, but I think those came in after. Yeah. There was three or four questions we did not get answered. We had a lot of questions. I did my best to answer them all quickly, which I struggle with, but she helps keep me on track, so we make a good team for that. So check it out. Right on. Um, well, thanks for coming on, man. It's been a while. Uh, kind of adjusting to some things and uh, rethinking um, some things. So um, thanks for coming on. What's going on out there? I, I'm always always happy to chat with you, and, and it's – it's it's been too long, Joel. Um, the bite's been fun, man. The bite's been good. You know, I, I've been at Pedro and Maloney's. I've been up at McClure. Uh, I think once since we talked last. Not not much to report on. A bunch of small fish. Um, fun bite for the kids. Still, you know, if you want to go to McClure and you got the kids, you want to catch numbers, go run up river. Um, anywhere up in the Narrows, up in the Canyon, and all the way up river. There's a good bite. Throw a drop shot. Um, throw a throw a nose rigged fluke. Throw a uh, underspin. Throw a topwater bait. And you'll catch them. Um, the topwater bites on and off. I did have that day. The, the last time I was at McClure, down on the main lake, down the south end of the lake, kind of towards the dam area. I was running some islands and long points with some wind blowing on them with a Berkeley Chapo, and I did have. I had a good one on. I had a. I don't know, a four to six pounder on for about two jumps. And she just threw the bait, barely had her look like just skin hooked on the corner of the lip of the mouth type of thing. Um, and then I had another good one come up, you know, in the, I don't know, three to five pound range mm -hmm. that just missed that thing about three times and blinded one eye and couldn't see out of the other. Um, but other than that, I mean, we caught a few decent spots, you know, nothing great, but, I had a young kid out and we we're just, just focusing on putting him on fish for the most part. Don Pedro, Don, Don Pedro has been weird. It's been fun, but it's been weird. Every day we're having to adjust. Um, typically you'd think there'd be a topwater bite early in the morning and my best topwater bite and it's strictly wind driven has been from like 10 to two. Um, in the morning we're throwing jigs, we're fishing them pretty slow. We're throwing tubes, 
three and a half inch tube on a quarter ounce dart head. Um, that's been our most consistent bite. Our, our better fish are coming. Oh, it's kind of a mix and match on the jig, um, and the top water bait. And, uh, so if the wind is not blowing at Pedro, go get on your steeper stuff, your steeper Canyon walls, your steeper main Lake walls, just any bluff wall. Um, and, uh, just fish that jig slow. Keep in mind, try to picture it in your head. These fish, most of them are suspended. So what I'm doing, I'm throwing a half ounce or a three quarter ounce jig, something that falls fast to trigger those suspended fish. Um, they're not usually eating it on the fall. They're falling it down to the bottom and then they're eating it on a slow drag. So what I'll do, I'll, I'll throw that bait out. I'll let it fall. I'll let it get to the bottom. I'll drag it, you know, pretty slow for about 10 to 15 foot and then make another cast. So in my mind, I'm not targeting fish on the bottom, even though I'm throwing a jig, which I know sounds kind of weird. Um, Mm -hmm. if you get some wind to kick up, those fish will come up for a top water bait. So I'm either getting them to go down for a bait or come up for it. They won't eat it in front of their face. It's real weird. Um, but as the wind kicks up, I'm running my flatter banks, my flatter points and pockets, that kind of stuff. And that seems to be best. Um, if you want to go catch numbers, you're not worried about size, go run up river. There's a, there's a bunch of fish to be caught. There's just no size. And then Maloney's and on my jigs, I'm running, uh, I'm just running four and five inch Yamamoto twin tail trailers, trimming my jigs down real finesse top water baits. I'm throwing a Berkeley Chapo 120 and a river to sea Rover. I'm keeping it real simple. Um, if you're a finesse guy, and you want to throw a Ned rig, you want to throw a drop shot, you want to throw a shaky head, um, this is the time of year you want to go heavier. The heavier weight, the faster fall is triggering more bites. You don't want to go real light. Um, yeah, I mean, Maloney's you're, you're, similar. You're, you're, just trying oh. to get the, you're just trying to get these fish to, these suspended fish to, to react, basically. Shoot it, through, shoot it through them and, and, yeah, hope for the best. And if you don't get one, they're pretty quick start bombing another cast yep it's all about multiple cast it's it's kind of i hate this cliche and you hear it a lot on the in the bass fishing lingo but it's it's fishing slow quickly so you know it's like you're making multiple casts but you're fishing each cast fairly slow for a short amount of time Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense at all yep um maloney's I've been up there a few times the last week. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Three or four times in the last eight or nine days. Um, man, we've had some great days. We had a day, I mean, that was just on fire. We had a little bit of weather come in. Um, we caught the heck out of them, caught some good ones. That The last few trips, we've had to work a little harder for them. We're still catching good numbers, pretty decent size. Um, but it's kind of all over the place. There's a bunch of bites going on at Maloney. So, well, what, I'll just tell you what we did today. Um, this morning, we chased a topwater bite for about the first hour. It did not happen. Mm-hmm. We we picked up jigs and Nico rigs. I'm just throwing a um, five-inch <clears throat> Bass Pro Shop Sticko um, on a Nico rig with a, a 316-ounce nail weight. And I'm fishing, I, I'm fishing main lake, trying to get the better quality. Now, if you want to go up river again, I went up river yesterday with some clients or 
yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. Um, and we caught the heck out of them. I mean, numbers wise, you can go catch just about all the fish you want. Uh, it's pretty hard to find fish over two pounds up there. We did catch a three and a half pound spot, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Big old long spawned out thing should have weighed about five, but that's the way it goes this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that main lake bite is definitely a little bit slower, but we're seeing the better quality. So what I'm running is, is, um, submerged Island tops and also main lake or just offshore islands that are out of the water. Um, when the wind kicks up, those seem to be best. When the wind is not blowing, I'm running main lake points, secondary points, and 45-degree banks just anywhere on the main lake. Mm-hmm. If you've got some some rock and wood, that's a bonus. And when the wind kicks up, you can fish your bait pretty quick. When the when there's no wind, you, you've you got to throw that thing out and, and, and almost dead stick it real slow. Um, but once we figured that out today, we we ended up catching them pretty good. So it's... It's that time of year, man. There's going to be times to speed up and slow down. And if you don't know when that is, just just as a general rule, when the wind's blowing, speed up. When the wind's not blowing, slow down. It's it's that simple. And most of those fish are coming out of, on Pedro and Maloney's, most of them in that 15 to 30-foot range. I actually, our best fish today that my client stuck, you know, like real nice largemouth, about four, four and a quarter, real fat thing. I looked pre-spawn. There's no way she was, but she's fat. Um, that fish, that fish, if I would have, uh, if I would have been a betting man, I, I'm not sure where he cast. I wasn't paying attention, but I think that fish came out of about 40 foot of water. Hmm. Cause I put her in the live well, not realizing that she came that deep. And when I went to release her, I actually had to stick her like I had to poke her cause she was belly up. So, um, don't be scared to get out there in some deeper water right now too, you know, cause they're, they are just scattered, but mm-hmm. but they're feeding, which is cool. Well, right on, yeah. No, it it seems, and and you always kind of do this to us, man. You, you do make it really simple, right? I mean, you break it down really simple, but it always comes back to you got to find these fish, you know, um, and the bigger ones. Anyway, yeah. like you said, there's some areas where you can just go and, and stick a bunch, but to find these bigger ones, you gotta you gotta search. You gotta be in the right spot, and that has been that has been very difficult in the muddle load this year, as we've talked about before. It's, it's been a grind, but we've been staying on them. You know, we've been doing good, but we're having to work harder than usual. I mean, it's nice for me to be able to get on, you know, an area of the lake and spot lock where, where there's a bunch of fish and let my clients just go to work on them. But yeah, that, that's not the case. We're having to stay on our toes for sure. Yeah. And just in, in, you know, catching these bigger fish has just been a lot less, you know, bigger fish. It seems like caught this year. Like I said, as we, uh, what's that? Have you named your boat? um marie marie she is marie the motherload memory maker that's a beaut that's a beaut clark well diana's middle name is marie so i said we're gonna call her marie so it is marie the motherload memory maker and she's living up to the name you guys check them out uh seven o'clock tomorrow wednesday well this might not come out then but Wednesdays, if this doesn't come out this week, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing it every Wednesday. We will be there. Yep. Bye, Diana. Bye, Joel. See you guys. All right, brother. Good night.
Y'all know how we do. It's Ryan Cook. It's always solid. Had a great time camping with that guy last weekend. He's just solid people. Thanks, Ryan. If uh, you guys need a guide up there, you know, you know where to go. But also, tell your friends about him. Share his share his stuff. Watch his uh, his live. And then if you don't catch it live, you can always find it on his Facebook. I don't have Facebook, as, as we've talked about, but um, check that out. And last but not least... We got the we got the big one with Nick Cloutier. Check it out. All right, Nick Cloutier, on with us. Hey, thanks, brother. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, man. Right on. Well, hey, so we just got done with the Wild West up at Clear Lake. Probably not. Probably not the finish you were looking for. No. Um, but man, it, it seemed to me like I'm looking through, uh, you know, just the, the final results guys like Brazil, uh, you know, guys like Pearl, a lot of the guys that are, that are, that are generally like the hammers there that are really up that it seemed like everyone was kind of in the middle of the pack. You had ish up top. And then of course, Ostrander won it. What was the deal out there, man? What was, uh, what, why was it so tough for some of these guys who generally do really, really well there? Uh, it was just finding the big bite, you know, but, which this time of the year, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't really think that, but I mean, the, the fish are all in all stages still. I mean, you can go up North and they're still spawning. And then, um, the cool thing about it is a lot of them are done. So you have a lot of pre-spawners and, um, you would think you'd hook into at least a, you know, five, six pounder every day. And mm-hmm. it was just, that was, that was the ticket, you know, to get this, there's a abundance of threes and there's a lot of twos. Yeah. So all you needed was that you needed that big bite. And, you know, for a lot of us, it never happened, but I mean, they were out there. It was just, it was tough. You had to weed through so many fish to get decent ones, but it seemed like if you pulled up on a spot, that you would catch a three or a four pounder. It seemed like there was a lot more there. Mm. It seemed like a two pounder. If you catch a bunch of twos, then it seemed like that's what was there. You know what I mean? Like the twos were grouped up and the ones and twos were grouped up and the threes and fours were, were grouped up. And then the big ones were kind of just, I know they were there. I mean, I can see them down on my live scope, but it's just, they were, I don't know if their feeding windows were just different or, you know, what exactly was going on with them. But, I mean, they were around. Once you found those threes and fours, I know there's big ones around. I could see them down there. Well, that's got to be a matter of getting I mean, them to go. That's got to be a little frustrating, especially now with, like, like you said, you got live scope. You, have, you, have, you can see down there. You know that there's big fish down there. And just getting yeah, those you, ones you to could, bite. You could see them. Yeah, and that's got to be mean, frustrating. You could, you could see catfish and everything yeah. like that. So it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I love my Garmin, and I wish I got it a lot sooner because, I mean, it's just – there's no guessing in it no more. You know what I mean? You know. You know, you can dist- distinguish crappie, uh, catfish, and then you can obviously see the bass, and, and especially in shallow water when you put it in perspective mode, it's it's crazy. You can see them all grouped up, swimming around side to side. It's That's it's wild. a whole new – yeah, it's a whole new level of fishing. It's It's – pretty i don't even turn my other one on in front i just use my 
my Garmin. Well, I've I've been on I've I've been on one boat that had that equipped, and uh, yeah, it is kind of mind blowing. I mean, you I mean you can see your bait going through. You can see how the fish are reacting to your bait, whether they're following, whether they're just they look at it real quick and then they swim away. I mean, mm-hmm. so have you found? I mean, I didn't really want to talk about this, but now you bring it up. Like you're seeing that type <laughs> of stuff, man. You're you're gonna are you just do you find yourself like changing baits more often to try to get those fish to fire? <laughs> I'll tell you what, that thing will make you do some stupid <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> like you'll be bringing an A rig back and you'll see a big one following it or something like that. And you're just like, Oh my God, you followed it all the way back to the boat and you find yourself dropping down to it. Like you're dropping a drop shot on him. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, is they'll, they'll follow it down too. But I, I haven't had one actually eat it when i was chopping but yeah it, i mean you could tell that they're there so like when i did the shasta program earlier this year uh practice i was catching them good on an a rig obviously the conditions changed but i caught my biggest spots on that lake on the a rig so it was hard for me to put it down mm-hmm. uh but i could watch the a rig coming back to the boat and i would see you know five or six seven fish following it and what they would do is they would follow it, but they weren't committing to it. But once I brought it up to the boat, they would scatter, but they would stay beneath my boat. I could see them just sitting on the ground, and i just pick up a worm and catch them. And I would never do that if I didn't have that. I would just think that they're just not biting. So you know, yeah. I wouldn't think that there's six of them following it. But then they would just, they would just like settle down underneath you. And then yeah, they'd, they'd follow it from wherever I threw it, and then they would, you know, you'd, I'm sure, like, one of them would start following, and then another one would come out of nowhere, then another one, and they'd kind of wolf pack behind it, and you would get a couple, you know, you'd see a whole wolf pack, and then you'd get that one that just shoots out of the pack and grabs it, and what's crazy is you're sitting there watching it the whole time, and then you see that one dart, I mean, you just instantly feel it bonk. It's it's wow. crazy, but yeah, I'd reel them in. It was kind of like an attractant. I was bringing them to me, and then I would just drop down with a shaky head and catch one of them. Well, so and then that brings me to another question: there are people who don't have boats, or maybe don't have the you know, don't have the funds to go and, and drop the money on something like that. What has that taught you about about fish behavior? And it, it like that that can that maybe other people can use. What do you think? Um, I mean, or just go out and buy one. (laughs) Yeah. If you got the money to do it, go and buy one. But, um, I don't know. It's tough because I never knew that these fish were, you know, and it takes the guessing out of your 2d sonar, Yeah. but it's, it's advanced my way of fishing because I see how a lot of these fish react in you know, what's really going on down there. You know, if these fish are suspended, if they're on the bottom, which, I mean, you could tell that kind of stuff from your normal 2D, but you can see their actions, you know. Are they are they darting? Are they chasing bait? You know what I mean? Or are they just sitting there? Mm-hmm. And that will tell me how to, you know, if they're just sitting down there, I'll just pick up a jig. But if they're darting, like, you can see them darting, eat stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, so then I'm like, okay, well, they're, you know, two, three feet off the bottom. They're obviously feeding on, you know, either bluegill or shad or something. So maybe an underspin or something like that. So it's it really takes the guessing 
out. It makes it a lot easier to, you know, try to figure out what these fish want and how they're going to react to it. Unless they're a big one that you're looking at and you really need it. Yeah, unless they're like a six or seven, eight pounder and they just sit there like a log. So let's talk about the bite, man. What was, uh, I mean, I know from just your, your Instagram posts and stuff, you were, you were throwing the, you know, the big cranks around. Um, I, I'm, and I I don't know at all, but I know that, uh, that Christian Ostrander likes to throw, he likes to throw the crankbait a lot and the jerkbait and things like that. Um, what was the, what was the key? Like if someone's going to go, I'm not saying to win a tournament, but if if people are going to go out fishing, what's the, uh, What's the what's the bait to throw out there right now? Uh, so on my first day of practice, I uh, launched out of red bud. And I just wanted to kind of cover that arm on the first day and see what's going on down there. Um, what I found right off the bat, which I love jig fishing. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things to do on the lakes, and especially Clear Lake. And on like third or fourth cast, I caught like a three and a half. And then I kept going down the bank and catch another three, a four. You know, I had I had a really great practice, and I really surprised that I did what I did on the first day of the tournament. It kind of you know, now on the drive home, I'm like, why would I even do that? But yeah. the jig bite is awesome. Um, a lot of fish have pulled off, and they're sitting out on the rocks. You know, all the rock piles and stuff like that. Um, and that's mainly what I targeted because I love fishing deep. You know, it's not something I really get to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the big crankbaits, the the jig and, and and all that. So that's once I, I keyed into them eating a jig, I was I was pumped because I usually do pretty good when I'm jig fishing and, and throwing a crankbait. Mm-hmm. So that was what I, I found. And, you know, I, I was really like, okay, well – perfect you know what i mean I, I know i can do good with a jig in my hand <clears throat> and then so i finished up in that arm and you know it was really 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 windy on the first day of practice so you know i had about 20 pounds in practice and then the second day i kind of focused up north a little bit and then i moved into the rattlesnake arm and uh, it was pretty windy again but I did catch some solid fish out of rattlesnake with a jig and a crankbait. So I was like, okay, you know, I got the red butt arm. I got rattlesnake. Let me go back up north. I have a spot up north that I've been mostly winning a lot of my money on is just one spot up there. Mm-hmm. And it was about this, the same time that the program was going on um, for the, was it the one bass cow open I did really well in last year because they switched it to uh june and uh so i'm like you know, my favorite spot you know they got to be there and i went there in practice and i just scanned around and i seen them you know i seen a, a bunch of them sitting out on it and i was like perfect you know i threw a underspin out and i caught a hooked into a couple but just i never set the hook i just kind of let them Mm-hmm. do their thing because yeah. I, I knew what lived there already i just wanted to make sure that they're going to eat and uh yep. and that that's kind of what messed with my head you know because i i know from previous experiences what lived there it's literally right outside of a spawning base so it's the first place these big ones go and feed up on bluegill and hitch and shad whatever's out there 
and um, that that was my downfall on day one. You know, I was boat number nine on the first day, and wow. if you have those numbers, you know, if you're in the top ten of of boat numbers, you have free range to go to the rock piles. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. You have literally, you can go to whatever rock pile that you want to and set up shop. And I thought about, as I was idling out, I was like, you know, do I just run down and park myself on the rock piles and, and go to work on some threes and fours? Or do I, you know, try to stay up north and try to catch a big one, then weasel my way into a spot, you know, on the rock piles because I'm sure they're going to be jammed up. And of course, I'm hauling <laughs> ass to go towards down south, and I look over at my spot, and of course, nobody's on it because I'm boat number nine, and I'm like, I gotta stop. And I I went over there, and a whole hundred and eighteen or whatever field passed me by, <laughs> and and <laughs> you know I I was catching them right out the gate, you know. Yeah. But it was you know I must have caught thirty fish off of it before you know nine o'clock, and it was just all two pounders it was a two pounder two pounder but that spot was has always been like that like you'll go there and you'll run through a couple twos and then it'll go you know it'll, it'll die out for a second and then all of a sudden i don't know if it's the big ones just travel in packs and they'll move up on that spot and them, them two pounders will disappear and you'll be able to pick off a couple big ones and then the little ones will come back. Mm -hmm. it, it's very strange, but it it's worked out for me so many times. And so I, I sat there for a long time before pulling the trigger on going down south. And by the time I got down south, it was just, there was really nowhere for me to go. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is stuff, I mean, Clear Lake is, a, a, in a lot of ways, a community whole fishery, right? I mean, they're... There are certain places that everyone kind of knows about and people can fish them. And I've talked to, to guides up there. One guy in particular I've had on here and we've talked about that and how to, how to fish those. And how does that work during a tournament? And like, I mean, you're giving your, you, you're giving somebody like, you're not, you're not being an asshole, but I mean, like a lot of these guys are, they're kind of congregating on those places. And so with a, like you said, 115 field, there's really no way to, to squeeze in. So the the way that I go about it, I I'm not an asshole, you know what I mean. Excuse my language, but I don't jump in front of people. I don't do the old Clear Lake special. I just I don't. You know, I'm a Delta guy. That's yeah. not what we do. That's very frowned upon up here. But for some reason, everybody gets a pass out there. Mm -hmm. Do I agree with it? Not at all. But that's how they do it out there. Um, the best way that I do it, like I was fishing next to Christian on day two and there was, it's not a very big spot. And there was, uh, including myself, there was four of us mm -hmm. and I know Christian and I gave him the space. You know what I mean? He was, he was right on the juice. And, but when I sat down, I've caught him off to the side of that spot before. So when I sat down off pad and put my live scope down, I seen them sitting there. So I knew that they were, you know, that I could catch them over here and not necessarily interfere with what these guys are doing over there. Yeah. And that's what I did. You know, I, I 
caught 18, 18 something. I had a dead fish, so I dropped it to 17. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, I gave Christian this space and I wanted to really get up on the spot because there's a key way to catch some of the bigger ones is kind of get up shallow and, and bring your bait up the rock piles. And, you know, I asked Christian, that's the best advice I can give anybody. Talk to the people around you. You know, if you know them, you don't know them, just, hey, do you mind if I get up here and make a couple casts of this? Most of the time, dudes are cool, and they'll be like, yeah, you know, go ahead. And that's why I asked Christian, I was like, yo, can I pull up in here and make a couple casts? And he said, yeah, dude, not a problem. Just don't catch a big one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's all you got to do is just talk to people. You know what I mean? And that, that's when you when you don't talk to somebody and you do some shit like that, that's when the tension starts rising. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And and that's that's when stuff starts going bad. And, you know, you start getting yelled at or, or getting jigs launched at your boat and stuff like that. And, you know, even when we were fishing the tournament, I had a boat of, like, three teenage kids pull right up on us. And, you know didn't give us very much space knowing that we're in the tournament and still we're, you know, within casting distance. I mean, I could have hit that kid with a jig if I wanted to, but you know, I, to me, it bothers me, but not to a point where I'm going to lose it or let it ruin my day. You know what I mean? You don't seem like that kind of person, Nick. You don't seem like, (laughs) I, I think it'd be, if you did lose it, it'd probably be for a very good reason. Yeah, like I, I've had some people do some stuff where I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that's not cool. Like I've had a guy go at Clear Lake, of course, uh, go full on pad with me and my partner Joe. We were fishing a, a team event in between me and the bank, full mm. throttle. <laughs> yeah, that I had some words for that guy, and that you know, it's just that that starts to come in with a safety concern, <laughs> like absolutely yeah you have and a lot of guys do this and if some of y'all are listening maybe you can fill me in on this but when somebody's out fishing a point or something like that and you have literally the whole lake (laughs) when you're when you're going to you know point a to point b and you got the whole lake you can go any which direction you want I, i to me i don't understand why guys full full bore want to go right past you or right over the spot you're casting to. I just, to me, I don't get that. No. I mean, all you had to do is jerk the wheel to the right a little bit and give me some space, but no, they'll go right past you 70 miles an hour and wave to you. Like, Hey buddy. Like, <laughs> like, no. like Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Let me squeeze through here real quick. Hey, thanks buddy. Yeah. No, it, I had somebody do that on a um, on a hydrofoil board. <laughs> yeah, uh, and literally, I mean, it, I I didn't have my motor running. He doesn't really have a motor, and like literally, guys over my line in a small lake. I look over, I'm like, the whole lake, man, the whole lake. And the guy just yep. gives me like this like pretentious thumbs up. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I might have to put her in gear real quick and run this coop down. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, I don't know. I, and I think when bass, I think when bass fishermen do it, it's a little bit more egregious because they know what they're doing. 
I mean, you have yeah, to. exactly. You know, and if it's someone like that's that's on a pleasure boat or or someone who's on a foil board, uh, I I you know yeah, they just they don't know no better. Know those about. people, I, I you know, it's annoying, but it's not anything to get worked up about. But when the guy in the same tournament as you does it, it's like, Ooh, yeah. okay, you're doing that on purpose, <laughs> but but it's only at Clear Lake that I have these issues. You know what I mean? As fish lakes all over the place and it it just seems that clear lake is the legit wild west <laughs> it's of lake like west. i i yeah i guys come right in front of me bam or or the best one is uh when when they're coming on full pad weren't even going to where you were going but you just so happen to catch a fish right there oh yeah <laughs> and you just hear <laughs> and you're like are you kidding me <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> you just look back. I'm and, snagged. And, uh, I'm snagged, bro. Oh yeah. Oh. Now what I like to do is I like to you know when I set the hook and I see a boat coming or, or someone come around the corner or something I'll, I'll just like play it out and like God, there's a lot of crappie over here, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, catfish. There's some big crappie Only in this catfish. lake, man. I mean, <laughs> crazy. No, I. Yeah, but. Besides the gripe right. fest, I mean, you 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 didn't fish a bad tournament. I think Joe, your your partner, your normal partner Joey, finished uh, a little ahead, right? Where you were? Yeah, I think he, he finished in the forty six yeah. or something like that. So he he's trying to qualify for Apex so we can do it together. Yeah, and as of right now, I'm pretty sure he's in. So, and that's a perfect segue because the next thing I was going to ask. I mean, I think we covered clearly pretty well. I mean, right now it's wide open. You you said you've caught him on jigs. You're catch, they're catching them on, on deep cranks, uh, underspins. I mean, go oh, out yeah. there. Chatterbaits, frogs, underspin, yeah. uh, deep cranks, shallow cranks, uh, Ned rigs. I mean, whatever you like to do, you can do it. I'm pretty sure you could probably catch them on a big swim bay right now, too, I if you really kept it in your hand. I've got a couple. I got a couple of friends that are going up there to do that very thing. They're like, "We're just going to go up there and you know, and we're just going to throw them all day." You know, yeah, it's I, not that, that probably get one. You know, it's not one of those times a year where it's like the thing to do. But I mean, what the heck? If they're eating everything else, who knows? Yeah, that's a, that's the whole thing I was thinking about when I was up there. I'm yeah. like, I mean, they're eating everything. I mean, why not? You know, catch a nice limit and just throw a swim bait. I threw a glide bait a little bit, but it didn't seem to to like it all right well let's talk about uh apex you got a couple under your belt now and i know we've talked about the format before here uh how you liked it like what do you like is there anything you don't like and you're not going to tell me if you don't like anything but like tell me kind of about you know how that's kind of worked out now the apex series is awesome it's literally the funnest tournament that and i'll be a straight shooter if there's something i don't like i'll let you know um it is so much fun it is like completely it's a completely different way of fishing and i've never fished a tournament like this before and just the you know the guys you know you go out thursday you have a meeting uh, you do interviews you have cameras all around you um, it all the guys that are fishing it are great anglers and even better people yeah you know, I mean, a, a lot of these guys, I've, you know, some of the guys from Arizona I've never met before, 
you know, and then a lot of the guys that I'm fishing against, I've, you know, fished against them before, but we'd never necessarily sat down and talked and stuff like that. And, uh, they're just a great group of guys. I mean, anything you need help with, somebody is there to help you because we don't have co-anglers and that is awesome. I absolutely love that we're by ourselves. And so launching the boats and stuff like that, like the first tournament up in Oregon on the, uh, well, it's supposed to be Columbia river, but we got put on the John day. I mean, just launching boats, you know, the guy would hop in your truck, you know, another competitor when you're backing down, he say, Hey, hop out, hop in your boat. I got you. And he'd launch you. Then you'd come back. He'd come back, give you your keys. You'd help the next guy. Like, it's just the camaraderie between everybody is just awesome. You know, Jeremy, I've gotten real close with Jeremy, Randy, you know, Karen, all the, all the people that help out, you know, you really start to get to know because it's just a small group. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just awesome. I mean, and the, the event at Almanor, that was so much fun. I've never been to that lake. And that was like the real. Yeah, neither have I. You know, how, the, was, the, how was that? Oh, dude, it was awesome. You know, I've never been to that lake. I've, honestly, I've never even heard of that lake. And, um, you know, I've never been to a lake where it's smallmouth. You know what I mean? And I'm sure there's largemouth in that lake, but this is a smallmouth lake, like 100% mm-hmm. smallmouth and, like, purebred smallmouth, not like the hybrids of Shasta or Berryessa. Like these are legit small. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I literally have never targeted them. And so going into it the first day, we got a 30 minute ride around, but of course the night before, you know, I'm on my HDS live and I'm, you know, looking at every little point, every, everything that I could look, I probably put like 20 waypoints on there. And then they give us a 30 minute ride around, which is kind of difficult to explore the lake in 30 minutes because a the lake i've never been on before i don't know if they have hazards marked you know rock piles i know there's a lot of stumps i can see the water's low i can see stumps everywhere so i don't want to rip my lower unit off in the first 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) i'm not really going too far because i don't like to run wide open on lakes that i've never been to and um so I, I did my ride around and I found a point right out the gate. And I think everybody who had, you know, it mapped out was looking at that point too. And I graphed it for a while and I found some fish on it. So I'm like, you know what? I'll start there. I'll, I'll, and then I'll branch out from here. And I started there and I was throwing an A rig and, you know, typical things that I've caught smallmouth on before in the past. And honestly, I wasn't catching anything not even a bite, like jigs, drop shots. I mean, I was throwing a rip bait, but apparently it was the wrong color. <laughs> and like, by well, that's the cool thing about it is I could pull up my phone and I could look and see who's doing what. And, you know, obviously guys are catching some, so it's possible. <laughs> yeah, you got, I mean, it's you possible got, to catch a fish out here. While you're doing it, you got the tourney X thing. It's a lot like the, the kayak tournaments i mean you can really follow guys throughout the day and see kind of where they are which is really cool i mean more along the lines of the the mlf the bass pro tour and the way they do it um and that that's got to change the way that you fish as well it it really does because 
you know, I could tell, okay, people in, it's different if people are just smashing them and you're not getting one bite, mm -hmm. you know, that could really mess with you. But I, I like it, honestly. It doesn't really spin me out. It, um, which it, you would think that it would, you know what I mean? You could see that everyone's catching them, you know, what the hell? But it just lets me know that, okay, these fish will bite something, you know, then you really start cutting this off, you know, cutting that off, throwing this, throwing that, throwing that. And it wasn't until like noon on the first day, and I had nothing, I had no bites, no anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just so happened, I was like, all right, it's time to start cutting stuff off. So I cut my rip bait off. And I don't own very many rip baits because I just, I like the bite, but due to injuries I've had in the past, it's very hard for me to throw something like that. And, you know, even frogging, I mean, I love frogging, but it's hard for me to do those actions with my hands. And uh, so I tied on a Lucky Craft Pointer and I'm, I'm fishing this kind of a bay in front of a point. And, uh, who was it? Juan Acosta came around the corner and uh, I was talking to him. He's like, Oh, I caught one, like four, maybe five. I'm just like, damn, dude, I can't catch anything. And I'm just sitting here like third cast on my rip bait. Rip, 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 wham. The small, he grabs it. And I'm like, no way. Like I've seen a couple guys throwing them yeah. and I'm like, okay, you know, I got a bite. So let's roll with it. And I ended up catching, I think only like three or four on the first day. Yeah. But now I knew what they were eating. So the second day, I just ran straight to that spot. And it, I literally caught nine in a row. And with the format, you know, I knew weight-wise I was so far behind that there's a very slim chance I'm going to be able to catch these guys. So I just I went there not expecting, you know, it was – it was nice and sunny on day one, which apparently smallmouth love. Mm -hmm. And then day two, it was kind of getting colder and it was cloudy and very windy. And all the, you know, the veterans were, you know, smallmouth don't like those conditions. But in my mind, I'm like, these are perfect conditions. <laughs> you know, as a largemouth fisherman, I'm like, oh, this is, no, this is what you want. And they're like, no, smallmouth don't like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I went straight to that spot, and I just started, like, first cast, boom, get one. I'm like, yes. You know, and it takes a while to to do that turny X thing. You know, you got to – Yeah. First of all, there's no nets. So – and this was the only rip bait that I had in this color. Like I said, I don't have very many. So <laughs> I'm using 10-pound test, and there's no nets. And last time – and the day before, I tried to grab one. And I lost it. So I was like, I'm not doing that no more. Boat flipping them all unless they're over four pounds. So every fish that I'm catching, I'm like, please don't snap. Like pulling them in because I don't have another rip bait like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it takes a while to, to get them on the board. You got to take a picture of it. You got to yeah. upload it on there. You know, it takes a little while. I like to weigh them on my scale so I know what I got. And then I, I do that. I fire right back, same spot. Bam, another one. Same thing. Bam, another one. And it was like, I'm like, okay, you know, I can get in off numbers and I think it's going to happen. And I look on the tourney X and it was me and John Pearl just literally going fish for fish first thing in the morning. <laughs> just bam, 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 bam. 
and then um, and then the cool thing about it is you the you know they could watch you know the camera guys and the camera boats they could see what's going on so then they find you because when you send in your your you submit a catch it gives them your GPS coordinates so then you get a camera guy on your boat mm-hmm. well during this you know fury that I was having I guess they were off somewhere else. I think they were with the leader the, of the first day. And so, you know, I'm going to town, like expecting my phone call. Like, like you guys might want to get over here and get this. And, uh, they, they never did. And then later on in the day, you know, they, they came and found me and, uh, you know, can we put a camera guy on your boat? You did really good this morning. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I'm actually about to go over there. I think the winds let up a little bit. I'm going to go back. So I went back, caught a couple on camera, and then so the whole time I'm thinking I got like like 19 total keeper counts mm-hmm. for some reason, and I'm like, I got to be in, you know what I mean? I'm not, I know I didn't qualify on weight, but I know there's guys who qualified on weight and keeper counts, so you can double qualify. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to be in, you know what I mean? I was so pumped. You know, I was talking to a couple of guys at the ramp, like, oh, you, how many did you catch? I was like, I think I got 19 total. Like, oh, you're in for sure. And I'm just, like, so pumped. And then they tell me my keeper count was, like, 16 or something like that. And I'm like, what? Like, but I was counting the ones I caught from yesterday, oh, you know, the day, the day before. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's asking me what I caught, and I'm like, 19. And they're like, Oh, you're in, you know, plus the ones you got from yesterday, you got to be at like 20 something. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm in it. And then, uh, Jeremy comes over and he's like, you know, Ken Ma, you're in, uh, Salvucci, you're in, and, uh, Jared Littner, you're in, and Nick, you're on the bubble. If somebody were to back out, <laughs> I'm like, what? what? I'm like, no way. And then, uh, Jared Lintner was actually going to leave. And so he's like, you know, stick around because Lintner's got a, uh, some stuff to do. So he might be leaving. So if he leaves, you're in. And now I'm just like, so wait, oh, so, my so, God. So wait, Lintner's going to leave the tournament? Yeah, like he had, there was qualified? a big, yeah, there's a big snowstorm that was coming in. And he had his wife, I believe, flying in. So he didn't want to get stuck, so he wanted to leave and go, you know, pick her up because he had to go uh, fish an MLS, I believe. So he was like, I need to leave. You know, he was talking about it with everybody, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, i got to call my wife when she gets off the plane, see what she wants to do, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I'm like, dude, just just go pick her up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just go do it. And, uh, now he and I, you know, texting Ken and they were staying all together and he's like, he's, he's going to stay. And I was like, well, you know what, you know, he earned his way into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I don't have any issues with that. You know, good hats off to him for making everything work out and qualifying for the top 10, you know, even though I, I would have been making it off of him leaving, it would have been cool to still make the top 10. You always want to make the top 10, but yeah. It's kind of not the way that I wanted to make it in. No, absolutely, man. I I understand that. But, dude, like, let me ask you real quick. 
what um, is your preferred rod when you're throwing a rip or jerk bait? So I have, as a lot of people on Instagram, everything know, I switched over to Phoenix. Yeah, but so I've got all the the Phoenix. You know, I've got about fourteen or fifteen Phoenix rods. Um, I was, I'm still in the process of testing a lot of things, but the uh, I believe it's the X10 of their crankbait rod. Uh, that's what I was using. I was switching between that and I, I had an old pal that I still had because <laughs> at the time I didn't have a whole lot of Phoenixes. Yeah. But uh, the X10. What, si- what size and weight, awesome. and weight is that? Um, I would have to look. Okay. I don't know it off the no top. No worries. No, I, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to throw. Um, I mean, I think it's just a really fun bite, especially, I mean, and for whatever reason, when that bite is on, it is, it's on, like it, you're going to do well. Usually oh, from, what I, from what I found. Yeah. Love that thing. Yeah. I mean, it, I've, it's I've crazy on... how they would attack it. Oh, you would see him. You would see the water was so clear. I had my, one of my biggest ones, literally, I'm looking at my, my rip bait come back to the boat. It's literally right next to my trolling motor. And I see this big black spotted bass just dart at this thing at 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. and just absolutely crush it. I mean, it was so much fun. But, it, it like I said, it due to injuries from racing motocross, day two, dude, I almost was in tears. I was in so much pain. Like, I could not yeah. keep going. My hand was swollen. And it was so hard for me to keep ripping that. Because, I mean, you got to rip, 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 stop for like a second or two. Keep going. And then guess what? You reel it back in. Now you got to do it all over again. I, f- I fished one earlier this year all day long because the bite was just that good. I mean, I think I caught like 20 fish on that in one day at a lake that's pretty high high pressure where if I catch a limit, I'm pretty happy. So I was like I was in hog heaven. And I went out two days later and I'm like, why does, why is my wrist not working? <laughs> it's like, man, what did I do? How did was I holding it wrong? But then I was watching some other, you know, I think was watching the red crest, the MLF red crest. And I was watching Dustin Cannell and the way he was doing it. He wasn't even using his wrist at that point. It was a whole arm thing where he's like holding it out here doing like a whole other thing. Like, well, you, not yep. what you'd expect to see someone using. And I was like, I wonder if that's because he's been doing this for the last four days and literally yeah. cannot even use his wrist anymore. Yeah, that's, I would switch between that. I'd hold the, you know, the butt of the uh, rod <laughs> yeah. in my armpit and I would just, you know, use my body to, to do it. Or I'd, you know, switch hands and pop it, you know, with my, <laughs> with my right hand and then switch back over and it, it's just, yeah. I'm glad it's not I just me. I, mean, I, I don't have yeah. any. I don't have any old injuries, but like you do that all day, and then you try to go out a couple of days later, just like like doing a workout. I mean, you're not yeah, going to use those exactly. muscles as well, you know. It 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 definitely like I heard you know the, I throw big swim baits every now and then, especially in the winter time, and you know I'll go to Clear Lake and I'll throw a Huddleston all day long. I won't touch nothing else, and honestly, I. Especially A rigs, you know, I throw A rigs like mm. crazy in the winter time. And honestly, the rip bait was the absolute worst after throwing it all day. Yeah, 
you know, I could throw a big swim bait all day. I could throw an A-rig all day and be, and be fine. But <laughs> you catch me with a rip bait for two days? <laughs> Done. That's it. Well, if you have the right gear, I mean, you can throw any big bait. If you got the right reel, you're not, like, fighting it too much. I mean, I think the only other thing that would come close would be, like, throwing a, a really deep crankbait all day long. Like a, yeah, like that a thing 10XD works or something like that. You know, that'll work you. Yeah. But. That thing works everything. Yeah. I mean, the cast and then just bringing that damn thing up to the boat. <laughs> right. You know, jerking it, trying to get it up. That's like a full body workout throwing Absolutely. a deep diver. Well, man, it's it's been fun following you. I mean, obviously, you're one of the people that when when and and even when the the MLF was here at that thing, that was really cool um, at the Delta. But you know, I'm always following. It's 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 fun to 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 keep up with you, and and I appreciate you coming on and and sharing all this, man. It's really good information for for me and and everyone else. I think that's listening. So, no, it's it's fun, dude. I you know, like I said, I love talking fishing, and you know, I. I listen to your podcast all the time so you know anytime you got free time you want me to hop on dude i have no issues with it you know i appreciate everybody who follows me everybody who supports me you know it's it's fun i love it so and i know you do you. man you can tell you can tell you do and well man i, I told you it'd be 15 20 minutes we're going on 40 so i'm gonna let you get back <laughs> to it man and uh and we'll talk soon right on man appreciate it all right see you next Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed. Oh, yeah. So much cool stuff from Nick. The dude's, uh, he's a hammer for sure. And I just love the way, like, I can get on with that guy and he'll just talk. Like, I don't do anything. I just sit back here and have a beer. Like, he makes, he makes things easy. And, but at the same time, man, he's, he's got great information. Um, and he's willing to share it. He, I mean, I, I think he is the perfect example of someone who walks that line between, you know, giving you a lot, but not all of it. And, you know, I think we should all be really appreciative of the guy because he does a lot of work. He fishes a lot and uh, he gives a lot of great information. So thank you, Nick. And thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you liked the new format. Let me know uh, in the comments on Instagram if you did. Uh, you know, if you hate it. Text me. Uh, I mean, how can you hate it? You can't hate it, but just let me know what you think. Uh, I'm I'm excited with it. It it makes the editing go a little bit a uh, little better, and you know, hopefully, we get can get some more people on for some shorter things, and and we get you know a wider wider variety of uh, people and ideas and thoughts and reports. So that's what we're gonna do because things just got to evolve. That's where we are. I mean, the only constant is change, right? So if you want something to change, like you don't like how it's going, may that be your life or whatever, you know, you got to change it up, figure out what works. And so that's kind of what we're doing here. Thanks for listening. See you next time.